Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And all do we have a good one today. We have a great show today because we have three superstars on the show today that I know very well and think very, very highly of. I first want to remind all of you listening to the show, remember, vote. Vote. I don't care if you vote Democrat or Republican. I care that you vote. People aren't going to listen to us, people with disabilities, until we have a voice. So remember, remember what Justin Dart said, vote as if your life depends upon it because it does. And that is so true. And Justin was a great civil rights leader and a great champion for young people. And that is exactly what these three guests are today. They are champions for young people with disabilities in this country. They are teachers who really do make a difference, who are absolutely fantastic. I have a group of teachers representing the great state of Delaware, and I want to tell you, they first approached Computer Sciences Corporation and asked if CSC could start a transitional program that would lead to employment for people with disabilities. That was over seven years ago. Hard to believe. And Miss Debbie Scott, Miss Deanna Harris, and Ms. Carmen Shepard, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, Ms. Bender. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we are so excited to have you. And Debbie, I'm going to start with you. Actually, I was wondering this one day, and you know, I haven't didn't have a chance to ask you this, but what actually occurred? What gave you this idea? What made you go to CSC? Because once again, remember, folks, these schools went to a multibillion-dollar corporation, and they came up with the idea, how could we do some program about transition to work? Why did you do that, and why did you go to CSC? Uh, I'm try- I was trying to remember this, Joyce, and I believe I saw uh, something on the computer that uh, came by on transition about a, a gentleman that was going to be at Computer Science Corporation, and um, they were looking for uh, students to uh, with this new idea that they had with a program. And it didn't give a lot of specifics, but I thought, ooh, Computer Science Corporation, I know that company. That's an excellent company. Um, I think I want to go and find out more about it. And when I got there, I found out that it was this... Um, it was a partnership they were trying to do um, with uh, students, but they were thinking college students. And I said, oh, I said, it sounds like such a great program. I don't work with college students. I work with high school students, and high school students, they would just benefit from this, from any kind of exposure to business because they were explaining how they were going to um, have this wonderful woman come in by the name of <laughs> Joyce Bender, and uh, she would teach the classes, and they would cover um, mostly the soft skills. And I think uh, my partners here will definitely echo that the soft skills were the skills that we knew our students just needed more help with. And, of course, the best part about the whole thing was this was a program that was designed for students with disabilities, and it was the first program I'd ever seen with a business that was designed purely, entirely, all the emphasis was going to go for students with disabilities, and that's that's how it started. And then this is how you met Miss Leanne Thomas. Yes, Miss Leanne Thomas, I can, and she was, you know, she was listening as I was saying high school students, and there was never... You know, like sometimes when you say high school, it's like you've, um, it can frighten people off. <laughs> and it didn't. It, you know, she was very interested in it because, uh, you know, I said this would just be so wonderful if they could come here and see a business and, and then this woman would be giving them, showing them the relationship of why it's important to show initiative or how to dress and, and how important it is to stay in school and get the most education you can get. And, again, gearing it towards individuals who, who have disabilities. And I remember this. I remember it as if it were yesterday, meeting with Debbie Scott 
and three other teachers and Leanne talking about this program and seeing how it would go. And I have to be honest, you know, what I did, I designed this program called the Student Business Leaders Program. And the first time I went, I, I have to be honest, I'm thinking, okay, I'll do it this one time and we'll see how it goes. But at the end of that class, oh, I was so attached to these young people at the end of that class that I said, okay, maybe one more time. And that's really how it all started. <laughs> and I give you a lot of credit for that, Miss Debbie Scott. Oh, well, thank you. We're so glad we hooked you in. <laughs> we knew <laughs> if we could get you there. We could probably, those those kids will, um, I mean, they just, they they get you because they're so willing to do the best they can do. Yes, so. and they do. Mm-hmm. And, and what they do, just so you know, if you're listening to the show, these these teachers send 20 students, 20 around 20 or 25, mm-hmm. to Computer Sciences Corporation for Disability Mentoring Day in Delaware. And, and, the, and then they have a, a group of these young people that they have already identified to meet with me for our first class, which will be, you know, a month from then. And, and at that first class, they've already signed the pledge, you know, that they'll go to every class. They won't swear. They'll be attentive. They'll do everything they're supposed to do. And they already have their first work assignment, which is what it means to be a good employee. And they come to that first class ready to stand up in front of everyone and start the program. And it, it has been just Absolutely unbelievable, and I also want to just say I couldn't have done this either without Computer Sciences Corporation, without Leanne Thomas, without Russ Owen. I mean, you know, all of CSC, they've been so supportive of this. Couldn't have done it without them. But, Debbie, I wanted you and Carmen first. If you would each take a moment and explain what caused you to decide to work with students with disabilities and the impact it has had on your life. And we'll start with you, Debbie. Well, um, I come from an educational home. <laughs> My mom was a teacher. In fact, she was uh, one of the first special education teachers in in Delaware. That, um, And she was a, the Delaware Special Education Teacher of the Year one year. So I was exposed to it early, but my passion has always been and it was from an early age, was to work with young people to help them be the best they could be. And I don't think you can take a population that's more dedicated to that working to be the best they can be, and um, it's just so rewarding because it even when you start your class off, Joyce, you, you see those young people, and they're trying in the beginning, but then when you see at the end of your program where they are, I mean, I just can't imagine that uh, anyone wouldn't feel some kind of emotion or it's, it's a feeling of such, it's just a wonderful feeling to know that you've helped somebody get from point A to point B and feel so good about themselves. And once you're in it, you can't get out because you just, it, it's just such, you might give to them, but those students give back to you tenfold. Absolutely. Yes, they do. And how about you, Carmen? Well, I grew up in Philadelphia, and uh, my neighbor was a, a teacher, but she taught at a high school for all girls, and they were like very astute, you know, headed to college type. And I remember that I always, you know, admired her and her teaching. And then I guess when I was in college and I started, um, I always wanted to be a teacher, though. I knew that. But once I got to college, but coming from the high school background, we had a group of students in high school who were who had disabilities, but they were never included in anything we did. And I thought that was a strange thing. And, and that's why you decided to do this. Yes. Well, thank God you both decided because you are just tremendous teachers and a blessing to everyone. We're going to go to break for a minute. Then we'll be right back with Debbie Scott, Deanna Harris, and Carmen Shepard, three champions for young people with disabilities. You're listening to America's Voice, where disability matters on Voice America. Dot com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and we have with us today Miss Debbie Scott, Miss Deanna Harris, and Miss Carmen Shepard. They are outstanding transition coordinators and a guidance counselor from the great state of Delaware working with high school students with disability. Deanna Harris. How are you? Hi, Mrs. Bender. I'm great. Thanks for having oh, me today. Oh, it is such an honor to have you on here. And now, guess what? You get another surprise. All you listeners throughout the world, you thought we just had transitional coordinators on here. She is also a gold medalist from the Olympics. We don't mess around when we bring these people on. Well, they have to be able to do everything. They have to win a gold medal and be a guidance counselor at the same time. But, Deanna, you did win a gold medal as a, in softball for the United States, and I had to ask you this question, would you ever have believed then that would you would move into this position, and, and why did you do that? Well, um, first of all, again, thank you, Ms. Bender, for having me on the show. It has been um, an absolute honor working with you and um, also with the other two teachers, um, especially Mrs. Scott, because uh, Mrs. Scott was part of... Um, my transition into becoming an Olympic gold medalist. She was a teacher of mine back in high school. And as she stated earlier, uh, she always challenged us to become the best that we could be. And uh, I think, as we know, um, the Olympics is a journey in itself. And a lot of times when we achieve our successes in life and uh, we walk along that, that journey towards our successes, uh, we talk about, our successes, but we sometimes forget to talk about the challenges that we overcome and some of the obstacles that may have gotten in our way in um, getting to that journey or that success. Uh, and I know one story that, that really kind of opened my eyes and brought me closer to working with students with disabilities was uh, out at the Olympic Festival in Denver, Colorado. It was the year before they picked the Olympic team. Uh, a lot of the coaches told me that I really needed to hit well at this Olympic festival, and that's what they were looking at. And um, I just remember everyone saying, you know, defensively you're very sound and you're the fastest one out there, and uh, your speed is your, is your strength. That's your strength, but we need to get your speed on base. And I remember going and, and playing through the games at the Olympic festival, and afterwards I felt really great defensively, but offensively felt I did not perform. And I remember holding my head down and walking off the field and thinking, uh, wow, you know, I just blew my opportunity, I just blew my chance, and kind of feeling really sorry for myself. And uh, a young woman in a wheelchair um, approached me, and um, she came up to me and she said, you know, I really loved watching you play. She goes, and she asked me, could I have your socks? And I remember kind of looking at her and wondering, why on earth would she want my socks when I just played four games and <laughs> it was really hot out there in Denver, Colorado. 
And I looked at her and I said, sure, you can have my socks. And I said, but may I ask you why you want my socks? And she says, you know, I love watching you run out there. You are so amazing to watch, and I love how you field balls and you go to the fence and you just look like you're having such a great time out there. And I wish that I could do all those things that you were just doing. And the light bulb went off. Mm-hmm. And I just started thinking, wow, here I am feeling sorry for myself because I didn't perform at a level at, at which I felt I should have been performing. Mm-hmm. But I forgot what my strength was and that I was performing my strength out there. And it, it was this young woman that helped me realize how lucky I was and helped me identify what my strength was and what I was going to bring to the table if I made the team. And I remember looking at this young woman and saying, wow, you know what? We had meddled during um, the Olympic. It was, was kind of like an Olympic tryout, but it was called the Olympic Festival. And I remember looking at her and saying, you know what? You deserve this medal a whole lot more than I do. And I remember I gave her the medal, and I said, you can have the socks, you can have the outfit, you can have it all, because you just taught me a valuable life lesson. And that kind of was how I started to to want to get involved with, with people with disabilities, because it helped me recognize that, one, opportunities come in lots of disguises. Two, that we have to recognize and identify what strengths are in people, not what their disabilities are, but what their abilities are. And how do we pull those strengths from those, from those young people? And how do we make them part of our team? And I think, as we know, in order for any team to be successful, you first have to identify what each one's individual strengths are. And when you surround your, yourself and you set that team up with those individual strengths, then your team is going to be successful. And when we can all identify what, our, what those strengths are and then we come up with a common team goal, you're going to have a successful team. And th- that's what I've always thought carried from, from being part of an Olympic team to being part of a corporation, to being part of being in young people's lives and helping them identify what are your strengths and what do you have to offer to the corporate world. Well, I have to tell you, Deanna, you are a blessing to all of us. You are. You are a blessing to all those young people. And I just... We're just so happy that we have you. You are making a tremendous difference. And you can see if you're listening to the show, you see why I feel this way about these teachers, guidance counselors, coordinators in Delaware. They are awesome. Debbie, I wanted to ask you a question, and I know it's going to be very hard to answer. But I wanted to ask you to go first and tell us one of your, and there's so many, I don't know how you'll pick one, but one of your greatest success stories as a result of this program. And it was difficult because there's so many. Thanks to you, Joyce. I I just appreciate it so much. But I think of a young man who um, was, it was probably the second year that the program was running, very quiet. Um, You could see he was kind of like withdrawn. He didn't really mingle well with the group as much as some of the other students did. And you could see he was worried. He was worried about his future. That's what he was worried about. Well, he, uh, through your program, as I said, he was very quiet. He became, he was elected to be the speaker at the end. You know how they choose the graduation speaker. That's, that's the growth he had through student business leaders from The first meeting to the last meeting, he was now speaking, and he felt so comfortable. Now, how did that happen? Uh, Deanna, you kind of hit right on it as far as strengths. Mm -hmm. He started to discover through the lessons what his strengths were and how he could contribute and, and what a good person he was. He started to believe in himself. He started to advocate for himself, and he discovered that, um, the soft skills, especially the things that like uh, being able to um, be on time, understanding initiative, knowing how to be a team player, understanding what makes a great employee, he understood those things, and he truly did. And he knew that would give him the upper hand of a lot of other candidates. He would be a 
he would be the top contender. So he started to have this self-confidence. So after graduation from school and from the student business leaders, he got him, he got a job. One year later, after that little job, I saw him in a gas station. He said, Miss Scott, he said, look at my brand new car I bought. And he said, you know, I've been doing really well. And, you know, we had a conversation. Uh, about six months later, I get a phone call from someone from a very established business who was looking to hire this young man in a full-time with beautiful benefits, a very nice salary, and said he was one of the, the best um, young people he had ever interviewed, and he just could not believe how well he interviewed and his success at his other job. You know, he was never late. He was always on time. People always had these wonderful remarks. And so I, now this young man has this fabulous job, and he's looking. He's, um, he had planned already to have his own place, and he should be moving out. He might be moved out already because this has been about another six months has passed. And I think... That's one of the the nicest success stories I've had. One of them, but not all of them. I mean, every every student who completes a program has a success story in their own way. But I had to pick one, so I picked him. And that is such an awesome story, isn't it? Isn't that, that great? Yes, that is. That is so awesome. How about you, Carmen? Um, well, there was. Let me see. Well, we have a number of students who are uh, in the program from different high schools, but there was one, and it might have been about two. It might have been about our second year, maybe third year, and we had a young girl that was uh, who was in the program, very quiet, shy student. She lacked confidence and wasn't and didn't always feel comfortable about herself or even speaking out. And as we, uh, as you conducted the sessions thereafter, it must have been maybe the third session. She finally came out of her shell and began to. Uh, feel good about herself. I think she appreciated the fact that uh, she realized that all of us believed in her and encouraging her really helped a lot, especially the adults encouraging her that she could do well. She had a supportive family also. Um, but I think that once she went through the program, and then I think it was our final graduation uh, program, and I think she approached you, Joyce, in reference to maybe working there, and I think she secured an internship with you there yes. <laughs> at um, Computer Science Corporation. Yeah, that's and, true. Yes, and she did very well, and now she's really outspoken. I have not seen her in the last maybe two years, but I did hear from her dad that she was employed and that she's doing well. And, and I hear from her all the time. Well, wonderful. Yes, and many, you know, many of these students I hear from. As a matter of fact, it was either the first or the second yeah. class. I also remember the young woman, if you all remember, that could, when I should have to go up and speak. Yes. Was ready to pass out. <laughs> yes. Remember that? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and every time she went up, she was, yep. oh, just, just yes. so shaken. Yeah. And then one day she got up there and she had it. Yep. Because I remember telling her, now you can take over Jay Leno's job. Right. <laughs> and she got this smile on her face. Yes, yes. That I will never forget. Yes. Because when I left CSC that day, and I've told this story, she was standing at the edge waiting for her ride all by herself, and she still had that smile. She still had that beaming smile. And that is why you cannot put a price tag on this. It is all about dignity. And we'll talk more about that and ask Deanna Harris to give us some more examples of this program as soon as we come back from break. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Debbie Scott, the Transitioner Coordinator for Newcastle County Vote Tech, Deanna Harris, Guidance Counselor at Network Schools for the Entrepreneurial Sciences, in the Christiana School District, and Carmen Shepard, School to Work Transitional Coordinator for Red Clay Consolidated School District. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on Disability Matters. We'll be right back at voiceamerica.com. Everyone counts. Don't go away. 
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. What a great show we have with us. Debbie Scott, Deanna Harris, and Carmen Shepard from Delaware. We're all talking about the Student Business Leaders Program that we do with Computer Sciences Corporation that is changing the lives of young people with disabilities. And I think we have a caller on the line. Angie, are you on the line? Yes. Is Angie? Yes. Hi, this is Angie McCoy from Pittsburgh. Hi, Angie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. I had the pleasure last year of attending uh, the graduation in Delaware for the students in the Students' Business Leaders class, and I was so impressed at the confidence that these students displayed, and it was just very emotional and heartwarming to see how they had developed. My question for all of you, though, is um, once these graduates return back, to their classroom or as they're going through the student business leader, what effect do you see on the rest of the student body as these kids who may not have been uh, socially confident prior to this type of a program, what effect do you see on the other students once they integrate back? Uh, Well, I I can answer that question. Um, What I see often is... um, when a student is identified as a student business leader, uh, we only have about six or seven students that, that are identified to participate in this program each year. And it, it becomes an honor, and it becomes something uh, for the rest of the students to kind of look forward to and to earn the following year. And I think the ways that it affects the students back at the high schools is they see a lot of the the growth in the individual student in reference to their self-empowerment, uh, their ability to advocate for themselves. A lot of times when during the, the student business leadership program, they, um, they have to prepare speeches and then they have to stand in front of about 30 people and deliver that speech, which sometimes is very difficult for anyone to do. And once they learn that skill, when, what they bring back to the school then is then they're more they're more confident in advocating as as being part of their IEPs, their individual educational plans, and and wanting to run their IEP meetings, where during these meetings they are the ones that are identifying their goals, what their 
what their employment goals are, what their independent living goals are once they exit the school system. Um, they're identifying what they feel their strengths are and what they feel they need some help with uh, so that then we as teachers can help them identify even more strengths that they may have and we know where they want to go and how to prepare them to get to where it is they want to go. And I think sometimes when they come back to the schools and other students see, you know, their confidence in in delivering the speeches and their their confidence in advocating for themselves, it rubs off. And then more students want to become part of this program. Yeah, and uh, how about you, Debbie or Carmen? Do you have any other comments? No, I feel the same way. That I feel that it, um, the impact that it has is very positive, and you do find that the students, once they find out that they've been there, their favorite line to most of the teachers, because I'm not in every school, so I count on the teachers to uh, uh, search and seek out students who they feel would be um, uh, appropriate candidates for the program, but then they all want to be in it, because once they find out, everybody wants to get in it. But it, so it's kind of it's a challenge for them, but it's a good thing because then they see that hey, this is worthwhile. I mean, they really got something out of it, and then the kids come back and kind of like model what they've learned. They talk to the other students about what they were taught, and uh, let them know what's expected of them. And uh, I think it's a I think it's a positive thing. It has a positive impact. Debbie, how about you? Uh, why the program is so important, I think, is because you. These are, this is a time I've, I mean, I never as a young person ever met a CEO. I mean, they have the top people. They've got the top person in human resources with Miss um, Thomas helping. They have these people who a lot of, of students will never meet, and yet they're interacting with them and serving as um uh, role models, but also helping them uh, feel good about themselves, encouraging them, and showing them that it doesn't matter whether they have a disability. If they can do the job, that's the most important thing. You can't get that out of a book. You can't get that in a schoolroom. But to have it at a business, it's just amazing. Yeah, and um, Angie has helped me so much in the work we're doing as a result of the people you're hearing talk on the phone. We are starting a new company, Paychecks Not Pity, which will be web-based training for uh, students with disabilities, and it, I will be dedicating this to these teachers specifically. I told Debbie Scott, she'll see right at the beginning this thing written to her, and um, you know, you you all in Delaware have inspired me so much. You really have. Uh, and, and so I believe these students go back, and I think the other kids see how different they act. And when they go back to the school, they're excited about this. They are. Remember the first time, Debbie, when they went back on the bus and they were all talking about this, how surprised we were? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... We were all so surprised because the whole way back, they go back on the bus and they were so excited. And I'm telling you, when they walk into that room, they are excited. Uh, but, Angie, thank you very much for calling in. And now, here we go. Deanna. Yes. We didn't get to allow you to tell us your success story. Well, um, through the program, I've seen a lot of successes and a lot of the different students that have participated, and I would have to agree with Carmen and say that we can't measure each individual's success because it's just amazing to see how empowered each, each individual becomes by being part of this program. If I were to pick one particular student, it would have been a young man that was involved in the program uh, two years ago who uh, had very... He had a speech impediment, and he was a young man um, who was autistic. And he was incredibly afraid to get in front of people and speak. And he became one of the biggest advocates for himself through this program. He came, and we prepared for his first speech on what he thought would make a good employee. And uh, we practiced and practiced and practiced. And I remember the first time he delivered the speech, and uh 
we had to practice what to do with his hands, and he put his hand in his pocket, and his hand got stuck in trying to get him to calm down and not try to pull his hand out. And he managed to overcome an obstacle that some people would have just given up on. And it was really neat to see with this particular individual how he overcame that, was hard on himself afterwards, and then the rest of the students were so supportive and the rest of the staff were so supportive that he was okay with that. And each time he came back, he became more and more confident with delivering these speeches, uh, with being being part of the group. He participated in a disability mentoring day at CSC. He was introduced to competitive employment, and he became a, a strong advocate for himself. He had a... he became uh, his own advocate in his IEP meetings, and he, he chose an adult provider that he was going to work through who ended up finding him full-time employment, and it was at the place that he always wanted to work, and he kept saying, this is where I want to work, and I want to work full-time. And um, I'm happy to say that he has been on, on, in a competitive employment environment at the place where he wanted to work uh, for about a year and a half now. And he's worked himself to full time, and he has benefits, and he is well on his way to becoming a, an independent, a very independent, and living independently, which um, I think is a lot of our goals as counselors and as transition counselors is to, to help students with disabilities become advocates for themselves, become self-empowered, and to become independent. Oh, yes. And Ed, I want to mention again about Computer Sciences Corporation because Debbie was mentioning how they meet people they would, you know, normally not meet. Of course, Leanne Thomas, I have to say again, is a fantastic individual. She is so generous with her time and has coordinated all of this. Um, you know, they provide a luncheon. They just do so much at the graduation and allow us to use... Mind you now, this is a multi-billion dollar company, and here we go to their building, and we have these classes on site, which is so great. But, you know, Miss Jeannie Mall, one of the highest level executives in CSC out of their 90,000 employees, has been to every student business leaders program. Normally, this is someone many people at CSC would not meet, and and that is why you know, I cannot stress how great this partnership is or triangle, whatever you want to call it, because I just think that's so awesome. that they See, we start the program where someone from Computer Sciences Corporation speaks for a few minutes before I conduct the class, and, and that just means so much to these young people. It does. So, you know, I just can't say enough about CSC and how they have, been so supportive also of me and Bender Consulting Services all of these years. Well, I want to talk about something that's really bothering me, and that is I spoke this morning at a high school here in Pittsburgh to about 100 students with disabilities, and, um, and it went very well, but I have to tell you that, you know, a few of the um, young people, when they were not behaving, the Three women on this phone, they know what happens if you don't behave in my class. <laughs> You're in trouble. Yes, you so are. So in this case, I would call the person to the front since they have something to say. That's amazing how fast that quieted everything down. But we, we were talking about bullying. And this one young man came up front. Now, remind you, teachers are there, assistant principals there, and he gets the microphone and says, yeah, I am a bully. I bully people. I do it all the time. I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it that you know he wasn't ashamed to say this. And um, then, and several of the people said, "Yeah, they do this." Well, afterwards, I talked to this one young man with a psychiatric disability that shared with me how they make fun of him all the time, and sadly, how he doesn't want to be here. So when we come back from our break. I want to talk to Debbie, Deanna, and Carmen about this horrible phenomena where people are assaulting kids with disabilities. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on Disability Matters at voiceamerica.com, and we are your voice, the voice 
of young students with disabilities. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com if you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show with Debbie Scott, Deanna Harris, and Carmen Shepard from the state of Delaware. Before we go any further, um, I want to mention to any of you listening to the show, specifically in the state of Delaware, we are training these young students with disabilities to be prepared for employment, to be prepared for the world of work, and to be a leader. You are not going to believe how great these students are prepared to go to work every day, on time, dressed appropriately, and do a good job. I just want to mention, if you are looking for anyone to work in the summer or after that, um, Debbie, who can they contact? Uh, well, they could contact uh, any of us. I'll, I'll be glad to give my number and then Carmen if you want to give yours and Deanna. Okay. Um, Debbie Scott, it's area code 302-379-3731. Carmen? Uh, this is Carmen Shepard, and my number would be area code 302-552-3767. And this is Deanna Harris, um, 302-454-5373. And in case you don't remember that you can call them, you can get in touch with me through voiceamerica.com or contact me at jbender at benderconsult.com, and I will be sure to get you in touch with these wonderful champions. I just want to mention, remember there's a labor shortage. You have young people who want to work, are able to work, have ability, and are ready to get moving. Don't forget that important point of this whole program. They need employment. Before we went to break, I was telling you the story about this incident about bullying, and sadly I have found out through the classes in Delaware, not just here that students with disabilities are specifically targeted frequently for bullying, and that is a terrible problem. And I wanted to ask you, uh, Debbie, could you talk about that for a minute, and, you know, what is your opinion about how can we do something to improve that? Well, I think there are a couple of things with that. I'm hoping, because we're really encouraging and promoting uh, students with disabilities to lead their own IEP to become the self-advocates that they need to be. And a self-advocate knows to ask for help when they can't handle something and also to have self-worth that, you know, people, uh, you know, you shouldn't let people take advantage of you, but you need to feel good about yourself to do that. So by 
practicing through doing your own IEP, I think that really will benefit them to develop that skill. For the students who are doing the bullying in uh, Delaware, we do have the positive behavior incentives, and I think that if we can just keep educating and re-educating everybody about what bullying is and uh, try to help people understand that it's something you cannot, it's, it's, it's not something that you do. It's something that we're not going to tolerate. And the worst thing you can do is bully someone who you know is, you know, at a disadvantage for whatever reason, uh, whether it be um, a student with a disability or it be a younger student who doesn't quite understand. So I think the two things, and actually it's one thing, it's education. It's educating everyone about uh, bullying and uh, what we can do to prevent bullying and how we can help these students who feel the need to bully, and also with people who are victims, how we can help them take a little bit of charge in their own life, understand they do have self-worth, and who they need to contact for help, that that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing, because we all need a little bit of help. That is so true. Remember, if you are bullied, speak up, go to a teacher, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, because remember, the people making fun of you are being a coward. And it's not cool to bully. It's not. Don't do it. Uh, Debbie. Yes. Deanna and Carmen, you all three have so many great accomplishments in your life that I know this would be hard to do, but every guest on the show for the past four years, we ask these last two questions. So, Debbie, I'll ask you first. Oh, I was hoping you'd ask someone. <laughs> That's okay. because you have so many things, you don't know which one to pick. That's why. Uh, this woman is a wonderful woman, I'll tell you. If you, uh, you can't imagine what a tremendous gift to Delaware Debbie Scott is. Debbie, if you had to choose one thing, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? I think my proudest accomplishment would be it, it I can't be one thing. It's every time that I, a student says to me, thank you, or a parent says, thank you, you've helped, you know, with my student, they feel so much better, or I see, like, the young man who's so proud of the job that he has. I, the things that you get, like, um, I've been fortunate enough to... Um, you have know, been teacher of the year and um, transition uh, national transition uh, coordinator for um, uh, the division um, on transition, which is part of CEC. But those things, they're they're great honors. And then I have this wonderful. I've been given the chance to work with you, Joyce, and I have this wonderful team of people in Delaware. Deanna and Carmen and, and the other transition people in Delaware are wonderful people to work with. So accomplishments are kind of, to me, tied into relationships and, and seeing successes because I love my job. And you can surely tell you love it by your passion, Debbie. How about you, Deanna? Uh, I would probably have to agree with with Debbie. Um, I don't know that I could put my finger on just one accomplishment, but uh, I would agree when she said uh, when students return and they come back to you and uh, you see the glow in their eye and they, they share their successes and um, they thank you and say that you help them kind of go to where it is they want it to go and, and that you made a difference in their life. Um, I always love when, when students come back to me and say, um, I, I, well, I always share with them what, what I always learned from one of my role models, and that was uh, a statement she had made was, you know, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. And I always share that with a lot of the students I work with. And uh, when they come back and they say, I'm working on being better, Ms. D., um, I think it's pretty cool. It means they're challenging themselves constantly each day to, to get better and be the best that they can be. Um, but more importantly, that 
when I have students come back and say that they're sharing their knowledge with other people. Um, I think those are pretty cool accomplishments. And so do I. How about you, Carmen? Well, I just would say, um, <laughs> piggyback on what they both said, but just say actually the greatest accomplishment is just becoming a teacher. Um, just knowing that I'm making a difference in the lives of young people and that they make a difference in my life and that all of what they do, that they can be the best at anything they want to be, uh, not feel ashamed, not feel deterred. Uh, they run into a barrier, hey, get over the barrier, uh, get the help that they need, uh, get them through um, any situation, and just know that they can have a productive life and that they can be members of society, and there is no one thing or many things that they cannot do, that anything's possible given the opportunity. That's right, Carmen. Anything is possible. Debbie, if you had one message for the whole school, for all of you, what would you like to leave with our listeners today? Speaking for Deanna and Carmen also, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think we're all saying the same thing. Number one, you need to set some goals for yourself and follow your passion the goal that you set, the path that you lead, might not be it might not be a straight one. It might take some time. But know that if you truly want it, just as Carmen and Deanna has said, and you work hard and you ask for help when you need it, you can do it. And there are people out there who will help you do it. In school there are teachers who will work with you and guidance counselors. After school you have uh, agencies who will work with you, and uh, we call them uh, vocational rehab counselors who will work with you. Don't give up your dream. Don't give up your goal. It might take a little bit longer, but you'll get there if that's what you want. And with that, oh, wow, aren't they great? Thank you so much for being with us. You know, I end the show with a famous quote from a civil rights leader, but this day it's going to be from a teacher. Because there is no way we could leave out Miss Joyce Kaufman, who taught me this saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. When you want to have these three as your friends, I would, because your future is going to be very bright. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com, where disability matters See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.